Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you guys are doing amazing. And maybe you were celebrating the Easter long weekend this past weekend. I was with my family on Sunday and we had an amazing brunch and I got to hang out with my nieces and it was such a fun day. But if you're feeling a little bloated or you ate a little too much, I shared some wonderful anti-bloat tips and strategies on last week's episode, episode 57. So you can tune into that. And today we actually share some really great tips and strategies for optimizing digestion and supporting the bloat using essential oils. So that's coming up really soon. But guys, before we dive into today's episode, guess what today is? It is get the key to our new house day. And I've been waiting for this day for a very, very, very long time. And I feel like I need to do an episode about manifestation because I manifested this house like a mofo. I was so clear with our house and when we were going to move out of our condo and I would journal about it and talk about it all the time. And even before we bought the house, I was talking in a way that we had already had the house and doing just so much work around it, around the money and the finances and you know, just moving into this next level of our life together. And I'm so excited for it. And I really feel like I want to share an episode about manifesting and really working through some of maybe these mindset shifts so that you can really achieve those big things that you want in your life and really take it to the next level. So that will be coming up in a future episode. And we officially moved this Saturday but we get our key today. So tonight we'll, we will be taking our infrared sauna over to the house. There's a few things we're going to bring over there today. And we've got our painter and electrician and all the stuff happening during the week. And then we're there on Saturday. And then I'm going to take some time off so that I can actually be there at the house and get organized. Moving, if you've probably moved, you know how stressful it can be and overwhelming it can be. And I'm really looking forward to it. But all of the packing and the unpacking and the cleaning and all of that. Oh God, I'm not looking forward to that. But I know we are going to create such a beautiful space and it's going to be filled with so much good energy. So I'm looking forward to setting all of that up and sharing behind the scenes with you guys. So be sure you are following me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. And some goodness that's coming up. We've got our spring detox, which will be launching really, really soon. So stay tuned. Last year, we did our detox and it focused on thyroid and estrogen dominance. So everybody got a delicious whole food seven-day meal plan. And then I taught a masterclass that was diving into how to support your thyroid and estrogen dominance. And this year, our theme is the stress detox. So I'm really excited for it because after getting all of your feedback and really hearing about what you really needed support around, that was adrenal health and stress. So your meal plan is really going to support the adrenals and offer you so much nourishing food to support your adrenals and at the same time support your blood sugar because when we often have a lot of adrenal issues going on, it can directly negatively impact our blood sugar. So we're supporting the blood sugar, we're supporting the adrenals and giving you really good hormone balancing, delicious meals that you guys are going to love. So you're going to get the seven day meal plan. And then we're going to dive into our masterclass, all things adrenal health, all things stress. Going to offer you guys some incredible protocols with herbs and supplements that you really want to include for going through, you know, just supporting your stress hormones and supporting your adrenals. And then I'm also going through a liver detox right now too. So this is part stress detox, part liver detox, right? When you detox, you're detoxing your liver. That's what you're doing. It's your main detoxifying organ. So I'm going to really offer up some great protocols for liver detoxification too. So lots of good stuff that we're going to dive into our masterclass, plus give you guys the most delicious meal plan too, and you're going to love it. So that's coming up soon. Make sure you're on our newsletter list because we will be opening registration shortly, and then you can join there and we'll share all the details in the newsletter. So if you go to holisticwellness.ca, 
forward slash newsletter and you just sign up there. We share weekly content and recipes and all kinds of good info. And we will be sharing information all about the spring detox stress detox, which is coming up soon. So let's dive into our episode today. I'm really excited to be interviewing Dr. Marisa Snyder. She is here for the second time. She was here back on episode 10, and you can always go back and listen to that. And today we're talking about essential oils and hormones and having morning rituals and daytime rituals and even evening rituals and how important this is for really supporting you as you go through your day and integrating self-care. We dive into essential oils for thyroid health, which is so important, and oils you can actually use directly on your thyroid. And we talk about so much good stuff, what to look for in essential oils and in essential oil companies and brands, things you should really pay attention to. Marisa answered some of your Q&As that came in. I was asking them over on Instagram if anybody had questions for her regarding hormones and essential oils. So some of you had asked questions around PMS support and bloating and digestion and energy and all of that. So we dive into all of that and it is such a great episode. You DIYers are going to love this. And if you haven't gotten started with essential oils, maybe this is going to give you the little kick to start incorporating them because they are so fabulous and can help you from head to toe. So Dr. Marisa Snyder is a wellness practitioner and the author of six books. Her most recent book is The Essential Oils Hormone Solution. For the past nine years, she has lectured at wellness centers, hospitals, conferences, and corporations on hormone health and essential oils, nutrition, and detoxification. She is also the creator of the Essentially You podcast designed to empower women to create the health and life they deserve. You can grab all of today's show notes over on our website, holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 58. And let's dive into our episode with Marisa. Hello, Marisa. Welcome back to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. This is the second time you're here and you're the first guest that's come back for a second time. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I feel so special and you are so amazing. Thank you so much for having me, honey. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so excited for you. Seven books in. Oh my God, girl. I don't know how you have the time to write seven books. I'm really proud of you and excited for your most recent book, The Essential Oils Hormone Solution, which we're going to dive into today. Woohoo! You were here last June. You were here on episode 10. So we have like hundreds of thousands of new listeners. So I think we should dive into who you are, a little bit about your story, and how you got started with essential oils. Absolutely. So I have to take it back to about 10 years. 10 years ago, I was a hormone hot mess. I was working it out and I didn't really understand what was going on with me at the time. And oh, it's the worst feeling to know that something isn't right, but to not know what's going on. And I remember heading to go get tests because one thing they teach us, even as practitioners, And definitely as our patients and listeners, have a gut feeling about what's going on with your body, but maybe not self-diagnose until you've got a couple more facts in front of you. So, you know, I had sense, you know, I knew how I felt and it felt like crap. And I was like, I got to get out of this place because I was only 30 years old at the time. And, you know, if that felt or 29, 30, and it felt like maybe I shouldn't feel like this yet. But I kept asking people, women and family members, you know, this is what I'm feeling. And women kept telling me, well, this is just how women feel. And I thought to myself, hmm, we probably need to change that. So I went to go get tested. And sure enough, my cortisol levels were out of control. I had practically no progesterone, estrogen dominance. You know, we see this a lot. And I had results to show that that how I was feeling was very valid. So what was recommended to me was a prescription for birth control and anti-anxiety. And I remember looking at these prescriptions and looking at this doc and thinking to myself, like, this isn't it. This is not going to fix what I've done here because I played a big role in how I got there, right? I was rushing from one thing to the next. I call it rushing woman syndrome, call it superwoman syndrome, call it, you know, sympathetic nervous system dominance, call it what you want to call it, call it being a woman in the modern day world. 
And so I put those prescriptions aside. I did not fulfill those. And I started to dig deep because as a former biochemist, I'm a bulldog for research. And I knew that there were people who were doing the deal. They were healing their patients. They were getting the core root of what was going on with women's hormones. And I knew I was going to be able to figure that out. Now, it took me about two years to really get on track because I had to figure it out for myself. But luckily, I was able to also help a lot of patients in the process. Now, about three years into this, the one thing that I hadn't kicked was that I was chronically sick all the time. My cortisol levels had completely disseminated my immune system and it hadn't recovered. And I'll tell you what, every child, every person who came into my office that was sick, I was the receptacle of those viruses and bacteria. I mean, I was a very, very appreciative receiver, I guess you could say. My body was always like, yes, sign me up for that. I had a good friend of mine who was who just got into oils for her family, and she was like, there is this blend that is powerful. It's going to boost your immune system, because every time I talk to you, you are sick, and you, are, you sound awful, and we got to do something about this. She's like, I am sick and tired of hearing you sick and tired all the time. So she sent me this oil, and I had no idea what to do with this thing. I mean, if I could have showered in it, I would have. I put it in my tea. I, I sprinkled it all over myself. I put it on my lymph nodes. I mean, I was diffusing it. And I was definitely overusing it. And lo and behold, fast forward three and a half years, I did not get sick, not one time. And I pretty much missed out on about 25 plus colds and flus and strep throat in that three and a half years. And let me tell you, I missed not one of them, not one of them. And that is what opened my eyes to what is in this bottle? What's in these oils? What are they doing? And I began to start my research journey and that's how oils came into my life. That's amazing. And I'm sure that there are people listening right now thinking, well, what were those oils that rocked your immune system? Absolutely. Well, the cool thing about oils, essential oils, especially actually a good chunk of them in this particular blend, clove, wild orange, eucalyptus, rosemary, and one more oil. It may have been tea tree or it may have been thyme oil. I'm forgetting. And the cool thing about all of those oils I just mentioned is that they're antimicrobial, antiviral, antibacterial. There's a lot of these because again, these essential oils, these chemical constituents or secondary metabolites on plants. And their job mainly is to protect the plant from environmental threats such as bacteria and viruses. Because yes, plants get infected too. I know there's probably gardeners in the house. They know what's up. Plants also for reproducing, you know, making sure that plants survive in their habitat. That's what oils are really designed for. So we're just leveraging that same chemistry for our own well-being on a, on a cellular level. And so these, this particular blend, we can actually see in dark field microscopy, stop viral DNA. Because all viruses are is just a protein capsule, as I am describing it with my hands here, yeah. and just viral DNA inside. And so a virus, it's like the worst horror movie in the world, injects its DNA into a host cell, and it completely hardwires and resets our DNA to program to make more viruses. And then we make a, a million viruses inside of that little cell until the viruses literally explode out of the cell. We call it lysine, right? And then they go off to go infect more host cells. I mean, it is truly out of the movie Alien, right? And so what's going on is that this oil blend stops the replication of that virus inside of a host cell and stops the capacity for viruses to continue to spread like viruses do. That's pretty amazing. I feel like yeah. some people don't recognize how powerful essential oils really can be. So I think it would be really, it would be really important to talk about what to look for when you're choosing essential oils and mm. some of the qualities that you want to look for when you're choosing essential oils. Cause there's so many brands out there. There's so many companies and oh my goodness, it's a yes. lot to choose from. And I know it can be overwhelming and especially from a price perspective too. So I would love it if you can really just outline, you know, what consumers should really look for. Absolutely. Actually, I was just interviewed on mind body green about this because I was at target just the other day. Yes. Ooh, Target. I'll tell you what, danger zone. But I was in Target and there was a, right? We don't have it in Canada. We used to. What? And we left Canada. 
Yes. And I know whenever I go to the States, it's like, I got to go into Target. (laughs) So in Target, you're walking in and there is a bin, like a bin, you know, dollar or $2 bin. And there's essential oils in that bin. And I just wanted to be like, (laughs) just like throw up in my mouth a little bit because I don't know what that is in that bin, but it is not essential oils. Right. 98, give or take 90, 95 is being generous. Mostly 98% of the oils on the market are synthetic to some degree or adulterated. And adulterated means that they have been, been tampered with in one way or the other. Mainly because if you think about the commodity of plants around the world, you know, in order to create really therapeutic, beneficial, organic, powerful plant essential oils, that's a lot of plants. You know, one bottle of a 15 mil of lemon, I believe is like 20 lemons. I think it's 24 pounds of lavender that goes into a bottle of lavender. I mean, it takes so much plant material to make these oils. So often we are using adulterants or we're, or we're using something else entirely. Like lavender, for example... Instead of lavender, labadin is cheaper. And so labadin oftentimes is actually like quote unquote lavender. It's kind of the, the equivalent of Patron Silver or Patron Tequila. You yeah. know, it's 100% agave, but technically it only needs to be 51% agave to be considered 100% marketing wise. Right. Yes. I know you're wondering, why do I know this? It's because once upon a time when I was in school, I was a bartender. You know, girl got to pay her way to school. Girl got to eat. And so I learned that when I was learning about tequilas, that most tequilas are not 100% agave. Kind of same thing with essential oils too and a lot of things on the market. But most essential oils are actually used in perfuming and in food additives or food flavoring. So for example, take Coca-Cola for example. The reason why Coca-Cola tastes the way that it tastes, and I know this is a terrible example. I haven't had a Coke in like 25 years, but people want that same flavor over and over and over again. If I order a Coke, it better taste like a Coke. And it's actually a series of like 10 essential oils that make the flavor of Coca-Cola. That's crazy. And this is probably why... When I'm walking through a store and I smell lavender or like there's some kind of, I don't know, Fragrant. spray that you use to like clean your home or yeah, the Glade mists, whatever. Like, yeah. Right. It's like, Ugh. it's lavender, but it's synthetic and I get an instant headache. It's awful. Yeah. yeah it's the worst. Smelling, it's toxic. It's a neurotoxin. Totally. Versus smelling real lavender yeah. and it does not, does not well, even smelling a real lavender versus like really using a very therapeutic grade. So how do we do, how do we navigate this, right? Most of what's on the store shelves, I'm so sorry to say, is usually synthetic. When I was interviewing with, with Mind Body Green, she had named a couple brands and I was like, and she's, those are the ones that she was buying. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but those are crap. <laughs> you know, I just felt bad. <laughs> Gotta be honest. I'm so sorry, but you, nah, don't use those no more. You know, maybe make some green cleaners out of those, but then don't put those on your skin. And so really what it comes down to, thank goodness for Googles and and the internets and all of that. We make a joke. We always call it the Googles, but um, I know what it's actually called. And I'm just having too much fun today. It's really (laughs) about researching the company. You know, if you really want to make sure that you're using an oil that is pure and that's, that it has, it's a grade in which that you should be working on respiratory support, gut issues, stress, mood support, eradicating brain fog, you know, or boosting the immune system or, or, you know, making sure that our cells on a cellular level are being supported. You want to make sure that it's directly from that plant. It's as pure as possible. So a company that is going to spend their money either with a third-party testing facility and are going to test their oils for their purity and their efficacy, they're going to tell you. It's a lot of money to spend to do that. And so that's what you're looking for. You really got to go and research the company. And there are tests that you're looking for. Now, as a biochemist, I actually, when I used to purify proteins and do all the biochemistry work I used to do in the lab, we used to use a lot of the same technology for purification. So I was very familiar with what I was looking for. So when I was choosing a company that I felt very aligned with, there were very specific things. But like the bare bones, you've got to have gas chromatography. You've got to have mass spectrometry. You've got to have chirality testing. You've got to have isotope testing. These are the things that we need to look at. Microbial testing, heavy metal testing. And, And honestly, if you really are a company that's legit, 
Do you have organoleptic testing? Meaning, do you have professional sniffers on hand? You know, <laughs> if you go to Paris, you go to France where they've got the perfumeries, they have organoleptic aromatherapy sniffers. Basically, it's like a sommelier for, for wine in a lot of ways because right. they're the first line of defense. They can pick up on impurities. They can tell if an oil has been adulterated or if for some reason the steam distillation process didn't go white. Before you run all that battery of tests, there are full lots of oils that get dismissed from the get-go because there is someone who has a nose for it. And so those are some of the things that you're looking for a company will list that. And also a company should disclose where their oils are coming from. You can't grow frankincense in Canada. You know, you, you just can't. It grows in Africa. Where are you getting your cardamom? Where are you getting your lavender? You know, we know that Bulgaria and the province of France has the highest chemical constituents and percentage of linalool and linalool acetate. So where is your lavender coming from? Where's your sandalwood coming from? You know, because a lot of times people are farming these plants out of area and those specific chemical constituents that you are looking for, the therapeutic benefits that we want are going to be significantly lower because they are cheating where these plants are actually growing. Right. It, it's at the end of the day, it's plants, you oh. know, and, and how are they treated? Same with our, our strawberries and our kale and our spinach and our ashwagandha and our rhodium. You know, where is all this being grown? Who's farming this? What are their practices? Is there sustainability? All of those things need to be considered. And if you research that company and you see none of that language, you see no testing whatsoever, walk away. That's good to know. Yeah, it should definitely be disclosed when you're doing the research. And then, especially with oils, you're using them internally or topically and you're inhaling them all kinds of things so mm -hmm. right if you're giving just as much attention i love how you said that if you're giving just as much attention to your food and your strawberries and kale and all that it's the same thing with the products you use so absolutely especially if you're using it it's for us it's our first line of defense in terms of medicine we my husband had a canker sore the other day i had a headache i was in a wedding this weekend i got the worst blisters. I mean, the shoes we had to wear were ridiculous. And I mean, we had oils for that. And so I managed all of, the, you know, so little things come up all the time that we use oils for. It's all we use here in the house. I can't imagine applying something that's synthetic. One of the things you want to look for in the store, this is the big red flag, kind of like that bin of $2 oil. I don't know what that right. was, but is that the price of the oils is the same across the board. If you see that all of the oils are the same price, and they're like $110 or whatever, that is the number one red flag that whatever's in that bottle is not pure. Right. Okay. Good to know. I'm, we're moving in just another week based on when we're recording this. And so I'm so excited because I use oils to clean our house and everything. And so I'm like, oh, now we have a house, like bigger space. I'm like going to step this up in even a bigger way. So I'm so excited for that. Okay, so I was reading in your book how there was yes. a study that showed that peppermint was able to help combat food cravings. Yeah. And I know there's lots of women listening that have sugar, salt, fat cravings, all of it. And I'm sure that there are many other oils we can use for cravings and supporting weight loss. So maybe you can list a few of those for us. Absolutely. Well, my power players, like if I were to name my sugar be gone blend, which was one of my absolute favorite oils, usually it's around me, but I, I'm packing to leave right after this and get on a plane. So it's in my purse at the moment, but my sugar be gone blend is a roller. Peppermint is the main attraction, right? She's the star of the show because <laughs> she is such a great appetite suppressor, craving suppressor. And she is not even that she makes you instantly kissable. She's great for respiratory and mitochondrial function. And so that's what's so great. If indeed, you know, a craving is an unmet need, it's your body wanting something else, but, but you were, we're craving something, right? So it's either exhaustion, it's stress, it's emotion, right? It's something else entirely. Usually it's exhaustion. I knew for me at like two, three, four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm hitting a wall and right. my body's like, where do we solve this hit a wall problem? Cause she has more work to do. And so <laughs> but your, your brain's just scanning the room, right? Scanning the break room, scanning the fridge, scanning the shelf. That's where we get in trouble. You know, we start to scan those areas of the house or of the office. So I have a, this blend. So grapefruit, lemon, and peppermint. It's pretty much eight drops of each. Let's just make it super simple. You can even do more peppermint if you like, like up to 10 or 11 drops. And you just top it off with fractionated coconut oil or grapeseed oil or whatever oil you love, maybe avocado oil. And you just apply this to your palms as a roller and rub your palms together and take some deep belly breaths. 
And just by simply breathing this in, you're going to reset that craving response, right? That's happening in the prefrontal cortex and in the limbic system. So when we breathe these oils in, we're going to have that impact. So grapefruit and lemon, not only are they great powerful detoxifiers, but they're also great craving suppressors as well. So that combination is not only great for suppressing cravings, but it's also my instant energy blend is a combo of peppermint and a citrus, like grapefruit or wild orange. So now we've created something that's going to banish your brain fog and going to get rid of the craving at the same time. So I, I love that we're able to do that. Plus the grapefruit and the, the lemon boost serotonin levels and gets you firing up again so that you're, you're feeling like you're firing on all cylinders you know, at three o'clock in the afternoon. So this blend I've used on hundreds of thousands of women with such great success. And the ticket is, it's one thing to make it, it's another thing to have it. You got to have it with you. You got to right. know your trigger points. If you know that your willpower is going to plummet at 10 p.m. in the middle of, you know, Game of Thrones or whatever you're watching, <laughs> you better have that oil by your side. So it's just one of those things where you always got to have it with you. But you know what? A craving lasts three minutes and you can do a lot of damage in three minutes. Or you can eat a half a pint of ice cream in three minutes. Like you totally. can do a lot of damage. But that oil will literally buy you time, buy you a lot of time. And my recommendation is you use it, use it as fast as humanly possible from the second you start to feel that way, and then walk as far away from that <laughs> refrigerator as you can, right? So those, those are my recommendations for that. Okay, I love that. That would probably be a really good diffuser blend as well. Oh my goodness, yeah. So it would just be three drops of each there. And if you were down with internal, it could be a big, so I, we make big, big pitchers. And usually what we do is we do lemon and grapefruit slices. And then I'll do just a drop of peppermint in a big, big basin because we want to be mindful about internally usage, mainly because, again, if these oils can be antimicrobial, they can shift a little bit of that microbiome. So you want to just be mindful. Peppermint is very soothing to the digestive system. So I'm not so worried about one drop of peppermint and, you know, in a gallon of water, a little, but that can work as well. And then you have that lemon and that grapefruit in there. It's a great it's a great water, like a drink that you can drink throughout the day that's going to give you that energy that can curb those cravings as well. So something to think about. Yeah, that's really great, especially for people who aren't drinking enough water because they find it's just so boring to drink water. I always tell people like, you just got to suck it up. You got to get the water in. So. Get over it. Yeah. You got to drink it. Just like you have to eat your vegetables. I don't want to hear any. I just can't. I can't. You know, I think totally. adults telling me they can't eat vegetables. I'm just like, what? Yeah. I know. <laughs> I agree. Unless you can't break them down. I get it. There's some gut issue. There's something going on. Sure. But if For it's sure. just like, I just don't eat vegetables. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying to me right now. I, would, I totally agree. I to, there are so many ways to make your vegetables delicious people. Right? Great. Yes. it up. I mean, <laughs> come on. So I love in your book that you talk about morning rituals and then daytime rituals to sustain energy and even evening rituals to really yes. wind down for your day. So I would love for you to kind of take us through this and maybe what your rituals are throughout the day or what you might really typically recommend to your clients. Absolutely. Well, the cool thing about rituals, they're just a sexier way to say habits. Yes. Let's be honest. And <laughs> the thing is, is that habits are so important. Rituals are so important. I, I love the word rituals. We're going to go with rituals. And, you know, I find especially, you know, particularly to women, but women and men, you know, one of the best ways that we can really get control of our day is by having a morning ritual. Before your life becomes somebody else's priorities, before you get into the phone, you get into Instagram, you get into your email, it's about you. Because like Louise Hayes always says, how you start your day is how you live your life. And I remember when I read that quote for the first time, when I was living that Tasmanian devil morning life, and I thought to myself, like, oh my gosh, she's right. She's <laughs> right. And so, she's right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So I love to start my day with essential oils, as you can imagine. I we use citruses like like wild orange, a little bit of peppermint as well. It just fires up the the brain. It, it fires up those feel good emotions. It just has me feeling really amazing. I drink a big glass of water with lemon. I make my green smoothie, maybe a matcha latte. I also love to do a journal. I have a gratitude journal. I love to go and take a, we live on a hill so I can just go up and down my hill a couple times, just moving your body, moving your mind and really resetting, getting really clear on what you want your day to look like so that your day doesn't dictate you. And then throughout the day, you know, again, it's 
oftentimes it's during the day that things can feel a little bit out of control. And so I'm really mindful about people feeling overwhelmed, people feeling stressed by what kind of happens, what gets thrown at them throughout the day. I think having oils like, you know, a grounding blend like frankincense and lavender and clary sage, or even frankincense and wild orange is great to have. And if you find yourself not sure if you're even feeling overwhelmed or stressed, to set a timer on your phone for every 90 minutes or even every hour where you just take a moment, you stand up, you reset. Because self-care is really just giving yourself permission to pause. So having these little things in place, you know, eating a healthy lunch that's full of whole foods, having your water next to you at all times, taking those little breaks, having your oils with you, I think it's great. But if the day doesn't always work out the way you want, no, no worries. I think it's really the bookend. It's the morning and the evening. So the evening, again, we love oils because oils have a way of shifting your emotions and shifting your stress and shutting off that mental chatter, whether you like it or not. You know, if I really want to knock my husband out, I diffuse a couple of my favorite oils, cedarwood, lavender, and a lang lang And I swear within half hour, he, his words are just like, because he just can't <laughs> even keep his eyes open. So you can literally sabotage your family with essential oils <laughs> and put them asleep at night. And so... I think, you know, again, Tasmanian deviling into your bed, just like Tasmanian deviling into your into your morning is not the best way to do it. It's really hard for your brain to shut off. We all know this, right? We're, we're running through the to-do list. We're running through what we didn't finish that day or what tomorrow looks like. And that just, that does not necessarily work in terms of that, that really powerful restorative sleep that we need. So having no electronics in the bedroom, giving yourself a half hour to kind of wind down, having the oils going so that they're working their chemistry magic on you. They're, they're, you know, firing GABA and they're, they're shutting down the, the cortisol levels, especially if you find that you've got that reverse cortisol curve where we feel so wired and tired in the evening, you know, using oils, just in simple oil, like lavender and Roman chamomile or even just lavender will kind of just shut down the system, you know, and it's rolling it over your, the bottom of your feet or putting a couple drops behind the neck or having a diffuser running right at the bedside. All of those things are super easy. And having a great book, you know, heading to bed with no, no blue light, no electronics and having a really good book, I think is one of the best ways that you can wind down and learn something. I think that's always a good idea too. Absolutely. I we have a rule in our house where we do not have our phone in the bedroom and no electronics, no iPad, like nothing like that, no TV. And it's funny because as of recently, I've started to bring the phone into the bedroom only because I've been listening to a meditation at night. And so I have my headphones on and I've been listening to it, but I make it a point to not like pick it up, go on social media, like not do anything like that. And it's been really helping with my sleep and also getting in that meditation and then I put a little bit of lavender on the bottom of my feet. So it's just like a really nice moment for me and self-care. And that's how I kind of do it. You made me think of this random, this random thing. I don't even know if this exists, but I feel like there needs to be an alarm clock that when your alarm goes off, it's actually a diffuser. So it diffuses like peppermint or wild orange. So like you wake up to this first thing in the morning. I think that needs to be created. That is a great idea. I love it. You know, there's like shower diffusers now. I have a little right. spritz in the shower. We have a bedroom spritz too. I know it doesn't exist yet, but oh my goodness, I know someone's going to listen to this and think, yeah, I know. Oh, I that. <laughs> but yeah, for me, I just have them. Um, I just have the oils by the bedside. I have a spritz by the bedside. One of my favorite things to do to start my day and to start my morning is to go around the house and put on all the diffusers. And I have little pods of oils around every diffuser because I don't want to have to chase my oils around the house. Sure. So yeah, yes, we have multiple citrus little bundles all over the house. I love citruses. They're just so bright and they're so cleansing and there's so many great benefits to them. They're immune boosting and they're purifying, especially for inside the house. And so we have these little bundles that I go around and, and I just load up all the diffusers and let them start running. Oftentimes during the day, they're very productive driven. So like rosemary, frankincense, grapefruit, peppermint. Those are the kind of oils we have running during the day. Spearmint, just so we're firing. And it just feels good to just walk around the house and get these little whiffs. And that's probably my favorite thing about oils is that I just feel like they are the super highway to creating a lot of these habits. Before I went to the gym today, I had peppermint and I had wintergreen on the back of my neck because my neck is a sore spot for me. I had a lot of trauma there when I was a little girl. So it's always a little, little thing I got to be mindful of. And then I have my water bottle with 
already loaded up. And so these little things that just make your day, make these habits, make these rituals easier is by having them punctuated with these beautiful oils. I love it. I absolutely love frankincense. That's actually how I really got introduced into the central oil world was with frankincense. And I you, girl. You're like, you know what? I skipped all the citrus. (laughs) I went straight to the big dogs. (laughs) I love it. I love frankincense so, so much. Delicious. Yeah, it's so great. So I would love to chat about thyroid health. And being that I have Hashimoto's, I was so excited to see you share these amazing thyroid blends in your book and how you can even rub oils directly onto your thyroid. So I would love for you to talk about that and maybe share some oils that are great for thyroid health. Absolutely. You know, when I think about, I just got diagnosed with Hajimoto's as well. It's one of those, it was interesting because it was a year ago. It was right in the middle of writing the book. You kind of find something that's like a blessing in a disguise. When I got diagnosed, I was really heartbroken about it because I was like, I have been on this journey and I was not expecting that. And also it was no surprise that, you know, over all those years of really kind of beating myself up on accident, you know, your, your gut microbiome, whether we know it or not, sometimes is, you know, acting on it in its own accordance. And so it was the perfect trifecta of, of gut issues, of, of stress, and you know, of, of probably a toxic load that I wasn't as mindful of. And so the diagnosis came right in the middle of the book and it really influenced the book. Although I wasn't ready to address my audience about it right. or admit it, I guess in a way, because I felt like I was I needed to to, to see this path through, but it influenced a lot of that book. In the, the next book that I'll be writing, we'll have a lot more of it in there because my story is out. <clears throat> but part three of the book in particular, I wanted to create a program that was very anti-inflammatory and gut-serving and liver-serving because, again, we know it's the immune system, right, that is, that's misfiring or over-firing, over-vigilant um, that's causing these issues. And so I was started to do a lot of research on oils and thyroid because I was really curious and I knew that I, when it came to overall oils and thyroid, I wanted to make sure that I was thinking about oils and gut and oils and brain fog and oils and liver support because all of those organs are playing a major role here on top of the thyroid. But we know that with Hajimoto's or with any autoimmune disease is that when we're targeting a healthy tissue, we're creating inflammation. And over time, that inflammation wears on those cells and those cells aren't able to do their jobs. And for instance, the thyroid is not able to produce or get out the thyroid hormones that we need to function, that every single cell has receptor sites for, that influences so much of how our body functions. You know, the master metabolic system I know your audience already knows this. I don't go too much detail. But so when I was creating a blend, I was thinking to myself, okay, how do I support the cells? Because at the end of the day, disease is cellular. And that's what's happening. We got these little cells who are fighting for their life and getting attacked, you know? And so that when I created this blend, and I did, I'm doing, I'm writing up a whole episode right now on my podcast about how I've managed Hajimoto's and I've used oils for different things, including for liver support, right? For taking care of the liver. Absolutely. But for this particular blend, clearly frankincense. We know frankincense is a cellular, not only a cellular support system for cellular longevity and not just longevity, but for vitality. I think those are two little bit different things, but also for ensuring that our, that our mitochondria is protected, that our nucleus is protected, that we're cleaning up any type of mismutations that are going on there. Also, the frankincense is a great anti-inflammatory. So and frankincense is there. Lemongrass, which has citrol in it, not only is it great for phase two liver detoxification and boosting glutathione, but we know it's also great for protecting thyroid cells as well. Lavender, because it's this beautiful, it's not only its own process of anti-inflammatory and helping to modulate the immune system, but also very gentle on your thyroid and gentle on cells in general. It's very calming. And if the thyroid is feeling really in an upheaval, I felt like lavender was appropriate there. Myrrh is very similar. The frankincense and myrrh are the same. Clove, very, very powerful antioxidant. And kind of a booster as well, a cellular booster. So I wanted that there. So my thyroid blend is five drops of frankincense, five drops of lemongrass, five drops of myrrh, five drops of clove, and really six to seven, maybe up to eight drops of lavender because I wanted it to be, I wanted that calming aspect to kind of soothe out those other oils. You tap it off with fractionated coconut oil or Jehovah oil, whatever oil, and you just actually can apply it to the thyroid because it's diluted enough. Now, if someone's very sensitive and it's not diluted enough, then just take the drops down to three, you know, so you can kind of play with this. Everyone's 
everyone's body's different, everyone's skin is different, and just figuring out what works best for you. You can also put it on the bottom of the feet because essential oils are lipophilic and they're systemic, so they are going to go to where they need to go as well. But again, path of least resistance is over the thyroid. I love that. Okay, I'm totally going to start doing that myself. I think I have all of those oils. I don't know if I have a clove, but I'm on it. I'm going to make that blend and I'm totally going to use that. Thanks so much for sharing. Absolutely. That. Yeah. Yes. I'll be sure to link up in the show notes too for our audience to connect to your podcast and everything as well. Totally. One other oil just I want to mention is turmeric and turmeric. I have, a lot of people don't know that turmeric supplement is actually, it's not as bioavailable as we would like it to be just the way that it works. I mean, pair it with black pepper and you it becomes more bioavailable, but turmeric in an essential oil form is extremely bioavailable. And so it's also great. I love it for the thyroid as well, but I also mostly love it for the liver. So I do, I do turmeric on a, with a castor oil pack over my liver once a week. And I just think that that's such a great oil as well. So turmeric essential oil is available. It's very potent. Little goes a long way, you know, one to two drops over that liver. And it helps to, again, boost glutathione levels and to help us help to restore the liver. And the castor oil really helps to absorb that turmeric into the liver and into the gut. You can also use turmeric over the gut as well. Oh, that's great. So I haven't used turmeric yet. I love doing castor oil packs. Mm-hmm. I always tell everyone to use castor oil from boobs to pubes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so just rub it all over. Maybe mix it with some olive oil, and then you can put your essential oils in it. And if you don't want to do the packs, you can just rub it, like I said, boobs to pubes. That's what one of my teachers said, and I will never, ever forget that. So the turmeric oil, that's really interesting. Is it like yellow? Is it potent? Yes, it's, it's yellow. It it's, tastes nasty. It <laughs> tastes nasty. It smells nasty, but it's because it's literally turmeric. And so we've, it's got a lot of curcumin in it. It's got alpha tumorone and, and beta tumorone. I mean, it's, it's got so many amazing chemical constituents in it. It's, it's space. It's just oil version of, of turmeric. So it's pretty incredible. It's powerful, powerful. There's a lot of other benefits for that, but I know we are focusing on the thyroid and I love to just slip the liver in there a little bit. I love that. Yeah. That's a really great point. Okay. Awesome. I'm going to have to try that one. So I thought it would be great to ask you since that I'm here in Canada and we are slowly, very slowly approaching the nicer weather. I thought it'd be a really great idea to have you share about phototoxicity and photosensitivity when it comes to certain oils. Absolutely. Well, there is definitely phototoxicity and photosensitivity with essential oils. And I do mention that in the new book, but also in my, my first essential oil book, The Smart Mom's Guide to Essential Oils, because it was made for whole families and mamas. You know, we want to be really mindful about creating phototoxicity and we don't want to burn our skin. And I have, I have done it myself. You know, I've Bergamo is the biggest offender and Bergamo is probably one of my absolute hands down. I mean, that oil and I, we are like, we were born <laughs> to be together. And I, I remember being on a boat and I wasn't paying much attention and it stayed on my palms and I put my palm on my leg. I had a palm mark on my, on my quad. Oh, <laughs> For like a month and it, it was just a dark spot kind of a dark handprint right not the sexiest look for the summer right be mindful. so our citrus oil citrus oils are mostly the most phototoxic and that's it goes for even just eating citrus you know I've, I've seen pictures of of I had a friend of mine whose little baby two-year-old was in Mexico and she was just sucking on limes and they weren't paying attention she they didn't know and right. she had the worst burn on her chin oh. and yeah on her neck because the lime juice was just dripping and dripping. I mean, growing up, I lived in, you know, I, li- I still live in Southern California today, I guess, but for a while I didn't. But growing up, I grew around lemons, all citrus fields. And so we used to put lemon juice in right. our hair, right? I did that too. Hair, right? And it's, it's what it, it's phototoxic. And so a lot of that phototoxicity is in the oils and citrus oils are cold pressed from the rind. So they are highly phototoxic. So tangerine, wild orange, bergamot, lemon, now, you can make a citrus oil non-phototoxic, and I know a lot of companies are moving in that direction, but most citrus essential oils on the market are, which means you should always, but then citrus oils are clarifying, they're great for skin care, the only concern is that you don't ever want to be in the sun at least 12 hours prior to applying it. 
So I usually, if I ever do like a citrus peel or which, you know, citrus oil and vitamin C, we see a lot of those things inside of a lot of skincare products as well. Right. Just be mindful and looking at the ingredients there. But I do a lot of citrus peels or a lot of citrus kind of like sloughing off of dead skin, which is great for, but I only do that at night to ensure that I'm not out in the sun after the fact. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Good point. Yeah. So just don't put on citrus oils before going out in the sun for at least yeah. 12 hours. <laughs> okay, that's good. Good to know. So I thought it would be kind of fun. I went on Instagram and I was asking my audience and community if they had some questions for you today about essential oils and hormones. So I've got a few questions here I thought that we would go through. So question number one is, are there oils you recommend for PMS support? Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So, and we're talking, I'm assuming maybe cramps or just in the overall, I actually have a PMS blend. It's on Insta and I'm going to have to pull it up because I don't know. I, you know, I have so many blends in my sure. head and I'm, I'm already thinking like, I don't know how she knows all this information. I do know a lot of them, but not all of them. Yes. So it's in a roller because again, you got to be able to roll it over those ovaries in that uterus. Right. And so it can be definitely up to three to five times a day whenever necessary. And I've had so many women use this blend with such great success. And the picture, it's this bright pink bottle, which makes it super cute too. So <laughs> your two go-to players here are going to be clary sage and lavender. One, because clary sage and lavender are natural allergesics and they actually lower the prostaglandin count, which is really why we're experiencing those cramps and that, that pain that goes on with our period. So clary sage and lavender are great for helping to support progesterone and estrogen levels during this time when they've plummeted, right? That's what's happening here is we've got a major, we just, all of those, those protective hormones are, they just plummeted down and our brain is trying to figure out what just happened to us. So 10 drops of clary sage, eight drops of lavender, eight drops of geranium, four drops of bergamot, and four drops of a langalang. And you just put them all into the bottle, you top it off, and you can wear this You can over the ovaries, on the wrist. It's not enough bergamot to cause phototoxicity issues. So women use it all the time. So I was really mindful when I was using a little bit of the citrus, but usually under, I'm not putting this on my face. So it's usually on my wrist, over my ovaries. It can be on the ankles or the bottom of the feet, but usually most women put it right over the ovaries, which is three, three inches or so below the belly button or three fingers or four fingers below the belly button. Okay. That's really great. Cause last time you were here, you shared a really great hormone balancing blend. I can't remember if that's the same one, but my girlfriend actually made it for me and she put the blend together for me and I use it like every month, a couple days right before my cycle or the day I get my period. And it is magical. It is. It's probably Superwoman blend. And the only difference between those two is I swapped out bergamot for cedarwood. You see, I wanted, it's, you know, I think about when I think about PMS, at least for me, all the women in my family have struggled with hormone issues. I also think all the women in my family have just ran full tilt into the ground too. So I think that the combination, uh, maybe it's more lifestyle than anything else, but emotion has always been a major role. Mood swings, you know, feeling my mom, I remember my mom going to her gynecologist at one point and she's like, is it okay that I feel like I want to kill everybody for five days out of the month? <laughs> and you know, this is what I grew up with. So mood swings were always a major thing for us. And so when I thought about the superwoman blend, I wanted something that could really support our emotional well-being on top of any other, you know, just an overall day-to-day. -day. How do we feel? How do we embrace being a superwoman in a really positive, great way, leveraging an oil like that? So that's kind of the difference of those two. And if the cramps are really, really bad because they can get really bad and really funky, or you've got really heavy bleeding, I recommend adding about four drops of copaiba or yarrow palm to that mix. Either one of those two oils will do it, about four to five drops of copaiba or yarrow palm. And that'll not only help regulate the, the bleeding, but it also will help regulate the pain. Okay, that's really, really great. I'm so happy you brought up the copaiba because I have it and I love, love, love it. So I would love for you to talk about it, the benefits, how we use it. Let's dive in. 
Absolutely. So copaiba is a, it's a cannabinoid and it binds with our CB2 receptors, which is our actually binds with our endocrine system. So it's really great for the endocrine system where we see a lot of people using it. And I've seen so many stories and I've seen so much great research on it. It's one for anxiety. A lot of people are using it for anxiety right now under the tongue, one or two drops, or they're making it in a blend with some other really powerful anxiety support oils, things like vetiver, sandalwood, lavender, alangalang. So they're kind of having their own little blend made up where they're breathing it in. Copaiba is also great for the cardiovascular center, but also it's great for neurological driven pain. So we see people using it for things like fibromyalgia. We see people using it for, you know, muscular spasticity, seizures. And so we're loving, loving a lot of the benefits of Copaiba. It's also a really powerful pain reliever. So menstrual cramps is a big one. Or if someone is dealing with acute pain, that they can't seem to regulate or they don't want to use as many synthetic medications for that. They're relying on something like a copaiba. So we have a lot of people using it for pain, for neurological support, for menstrual cramps, and then for for emotional well-being, specifically for anxiety. That's really, really great. So sorry, you said just one or two drops under the tongue. Yes, I would say one, two max. You know, it's a very potent essential oil and it, it works very fast. And a lot of people don't want to have to take Xanax all the time, you know, and a lot of people are moving over for more natural means to kind of manage those, those kind of emergency, you know, high anxious moments. And so, yeah, I was actually in a, I was in a wedding over the weekend and, and the ladies were using Copaiba. A lot of people were a little anxious about the wedding. And so, you know, that was their go-to where it used to be something else, you know. That's great. Okay, awesome. Okay, I'm going to go back to some of these questions before I let you go. Mm -hmm. So some other Q&As. What oils are helpful for bloating and distension? Mm, Oh, such a great question. Oh, and there are so many great oils out there. Peppermint, ginger, coriander, tarragon. Those are great ones. Now the two and fennel. Um, So I would say if I had a little blend, a trio, and it could just be two. If it was two, it would be peppermint and ginger. If it was a trio, it would be peppermint, ginger, and fennel. And with a duo, it would be 10 drops of each. So 10 drops of peppermint and ginger. With a trio, I would do about seven to eight drops of each in a roller. So have it pre-made, top that off with a coconut oil or or some type of oil you love. And then you're just rolling it over, over wherever the area of concern is. So usually that's the small intestine and the large intestine. And it is amazing. Not only do those oils help to boost enzymatic activity, but also peristalsis, calms inflammation. Oh my gosh. You know, before we had anything else on the shelves, it's, we were, you use, we use herbs, we use ginger, peppermint and fennel for digestive support. And so using essential oils for digestive support, at least acute, just acute discomfort. And not only that they can heal over time as well, but even acute discomfort. I mean, I've had people come to a class or meet me in person and they're just not feeling well. I always have a digestive blend on me at all times. I'm like, girl, just roll this on. And within five minutes, it's gone. It's just, it's, it's gone. And they, they feel so much better. Awesome. Yeah. So that'd be a good blend to like keep in your purse and especially if you go out for dinner or anything like that. For sure. Yeah. I'm, you know, and I have friends of mine who have it in like, like not in a roller form, but just like ready straight liquid form. I remember being at a brunch where all my girlfriends were ordering like biscuit gravy. I mean, girl, I was like, what are you guys ordering? And then like clockwork, they all had their digestive oil out <laughs> and they were licking it. And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are like preemptively game daying it right now before brunch. I was like, maybe Maybe the best thing is just to not eat that. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. I've got one last question here for you. And the question is, do you have an oil blend I can use as a spray to replace my Febreze? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yes, girl, get rid of that Febreze. You do not need it. You know, you can make, and the cool thing about it is that you can make five different kinds of air fresheners. You can make pooperies. You can make all kinds of things. And so we have little spray bottles all around the house. Like I told you, I have a little sleep one. I've got one in the shower. And so it kind of just depends on oils. You get to choose your mood. That's what's so great about it. I want to feel like this. I want to feel like that. I have jasmine and rose all over me right now, right? So that's how I'm wanting to feel, just that high energy. And so, yes, you can absolutely, I highly recommend citruses as, as that option too. 
So like for instance, I would do right now in our spray, we have tangerine, which, oh my goodness, just is a oil after my own heart. It's so sweet and tangy and delicious. I have Douglas fir because I love, I love that kind of woody smell and it's great for the respiratory system and frankincense. And what this trio reminds me of is being in the redwoods in the Santa Cruz mountains. It's like, oh, it's, it's nostalgic for me. And I think I do 10 drops of each, give or take, sometimes a little bit more tangerine because I really want that to kick. And I just, we just spray it all over the house. And it's a powerful deodorizer, especially the citrus oils. And great antimicrobial too. That's absolutely. But diffusers would be the best thing. I mean, if you really wanted to have, the, have it going all day, that's really the best way to do it is just having diffusers around the house where you want it. So like my house, I'm not going to lie. My house always smells good. It always smells good. <laughs> And it's, you know, it's because we've always got diffusers running. We've always got these beautiful deodorizers running and that's what we use, you know? And so it just makes for a beauty and people always feel so good when they come to our house because not only is it good smelling, but it's emotionally benefiting. So it's like a win-win. Yes. I love that. I love that so much. Well, thank you so much. You shared such incredible info today. And I know people who are listening who I who are DIYers are going to love it as well. And I really encourage everybody to pick up your book because there are so many incredible essential oil recipes in there. So Mm -hmm. it's so fabulous. So tell us a little bit about your book and what people can expect. I know you have a really great 14 day rescue plan to jumpstart your hormones in there. So tell us about that. Absolutely. So the book um, is called The Essential Oils Hormone Solution, and it is a national bestseller, which is so exciting. You know, when you put something out there in the world, like you are about to pretty soon, you just want it to serve, right? You really want it to be, and books have always been my best place of information. So to get to do that for women is my biggest blessing ever. But part one is a primer. So really, what I have found, I know you've probably found this too, is that we have not been told about our bodies. We do not understand how our bodies work. So I wanted women to really understand the hormones. I wanted women to know the types of labs they should order. I wanted women to understand how self-care integrates into our beautiful, you know, into our chemistry, into the way that our body functions. And so that was it. Part two, I surveyed 50,000 women and I asked them, what is it? What is it that you want to solve? What's the thing that is pressing you every single day? And I built an entire section, about 10 chapters on things like fatigue and stress and digestive issues, toxicity, brain fog, I mean, name it, libido, all of that is in this book and recipes, self-care, but also knowing why. What is happening in the body? Why is it that I feel this way so that you understand the chemistry behind that? And then part three, you know, 10 years ago, I had wished, I had prayed that someone just had a plan for me, that someone had a way for me to get started that felt right with how my body worked, that was integrative, that understood my needs. And so when I wrote part three of the book, not only did I take my Hajimoto's diagnosis into account, I felt like I was kind of starting all over in a way, but also I remembered how I felt 10 years ago. And I remember I wrote part three of the book based on what I wish I would have had then. And I literally silver platter it up in a really easy and digestive way. We've had 2000 women do the program already with crazy transformations, you know, and it's been the biggest blessing to be able to provide something as simple as that 14 day plan that women can, you know, it's not designed for women to have to add more to their plate. I was really mindful of that because I remember 10 years ago, you know, I wanted a plan, but I wanted a plan that was doable and that felt like it acquiesced to who I was. And so that's what they get in part three of the book. Amazing. Well, it's so fabulous. I've got it here right in my hands and I love, love, love it. Thanks so much for being with us today. Where can our audience connect with you? Absolutely. Well, they can find me on the podcast, the Essentially You podcast, and they can also find me on Insta where we get to play a lot. It's just at D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A. So at Dr. Marisa, those will be the best places to get it. And then the book is everywhere books are sold. So it's available in Canada. It's available in Europe and Australia. So wherever you guys are at, you can get your hands on it. Wonderful. Well, we'll be sure to link all of that up in our show notes so everybody can connect with you. Thank you so much for being with us today. And I'm sure you'll be back for a third time. That would be, I would be a blessing. Thank you. Awesome. Well, take care and thank you so much. Uh 
All right, everyone. How awesome was that episode? Marisa is always so much fun to interview and she's always got so much information to share. My sound was a little bit off on today's episode, so I apologize about that. I always want you guys to have the best experience and my sound, my mic was a little bit wonky, so I hope it was all good on your end. And Thanks everyone for tuning in. It was so fun. And if you want to grab today's show notes, head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 58. Marisa shared a lot of DIY recipes that I'm sure you probably want to get your hands on. So we're going to share that over on the show notes. And of course, get your hands on her book, The Essential Oils Hormone Solution. It is fabulous. And I love, love, love all the recipes she shares in there. And if you are interested in joining us in our spring detox, I am super excited for it. We're launching it real soon. So make sure you are on our newsletter at holisticwellness.ca forward slash newsletter. And I'm really excited. I'm excited to guide more women to integrating more self-care and really learning how to slow down and eat in a nourishing way to support their hormones and their adrenal glands and to really just optimize their body, especially when you're going through stress. So that's what this detox is all about. And I can't wait to launch it and to support you guys going through the program. So again, make sure you are on the newsletter list, holisticwellness.ca forward slash newsletter. And thanks to everybody who leaves us ratings and reviews. It is so, so amazing that you are supporting us and you are here listening to us and we are supporting you and guiding more women to better health and better vitality. Thanks everyone for tuning in and I'll chat with you guys next week. I am off to go pack and go over to our new home. I can't wait. I'll share it with you guys over on Instagram. Make sure you're hanging out with me there and I got more packing to do and I got more shopping to do for home decor. All right, everyone chat with you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Bye.